0: Welcome back to the Act Two Podcast, a podcast for the real-life working and not working screenwriter. Mm -hmm. I'm Tasha Hugh.
1: And I am Josh Hallman.
0: And we are Act Two. (laughs) If you want to uh, take part in this podcast by providing us a topic that you find particularly interesting, or you're like, hey, that thing you talked about made no sense, why didn't you elaborate more? You can also email us and uh, ask us to do that, and we'll yeah. do that. Uh, we've had whole topics generated from people saying, hey, you, t- you briefly mentioned this thing, and I don't get it. Can you please explain it? And that's, that's great. It's really helpful. Yeah. So you can do that, and you can reach out to us at act2writers at gmail.com, all spelled out, or on our Twitter and Instagram at act2writers. And I'm on those as well. I am Tasha 3.0 on Twitter, and... Story Thursday on Instagram, and it's mostly just my dog.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. At this point. I'm uh, Joshua Hallman on Twitter. Josh Hallman on Instagram. And it's mostly uh, it's Tasha's dog on my, my Instagram feed. <laughs>
0: it's mostly Fast and Furious. <laughs> no. And Tom Cruise posts. <laughs> I I, I, said
1: to, I told myself I'm not going to bring it up this episode. Just done. I'm done with, I'm done with stuff that I really want to talk about.
0: I'm sorry that I have suppressed your great loves.
1: No, no, no. It's okay. Everyone's talking about the new Spider Man movie, by the way.
0: Spider Verse Across the Universe. Across, no. What is it? Across the Spider Verse.
1: Across the Spider Verse. So I think I'm going to see that soon.
0: You absolutely should see that. Oh, so you've seen it? I've seen it. It's Paul's favorite. Spidey is Paul's favorite superhero. And I'm starting to see why. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to leave it I leave it there because I don't want to spoil anything for you. I, I we'll talk about it after you you watch it for sure. I have I have many thoughts actually. Uh, today we are talking about short films. Josh is the king of short films. Stop laughing. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: And I'm also I'm not the king of short films. I worked on one short film.
0: You've worked That's a lie. I feel like your entire career leading up to this point has been shorts essentially on YouTube.
1: Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a really is. good point. I have You are the
0: king of shorts.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: And you're the one that you're talking about, the one that you think that you only did one, like won a Japanese Oscar.
1: Okay, let's talk about short films.
0: <laughs> but first, this week in writing.
1: This week in writing.
0: <laughs> what do we got, Josh?
1: Well, so this is what I'm going to talk about. Okay. Paul had sent us a link. Mm-hmm. And it was from the Black Mirror creator, Charlie Broker, or Brooker, excuse me. And Charlie went and asked ChatGPT to write an episode of Black Mirror.
0: Mm, how'd that go?
1: It didn't go well. He mm-hmm. said, you know, at first glance, it was like something that was passable. But then once you read it a second time, you're like, this is garbage. This is a terrible mm-hmm. thing. And it's just kind of a mesh of all of these other black mirror episodes. That's a good thing because I think as writers we're looking for solutions and we're looking for someone to like give us great perfect notes. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes with chat gpt you're like give me 10 ideas and it gives you these ideas and you're like great, thank you, but they're not good ideas. And they're mm-hmm. just ideas that are from other people who've already had the ideas. Mhm. So it's just a reminder that we're we're okay right now. Uh. With, with with AI and ChatGPT, but, you know, if it starts having its own thoughts, we're...
0: Here's what's difficult for me, is every time we get a Josh Hallman saying, it's okay, AI is not there yet. Two seconds later, I read an article about people being fired from their job because ChatGPT has taken over for them, or AI, whatever, has yeah. taken over their job. And then you read another article, that's like, AI is not there yet. And you read yet another article two seconds later. That's the create from the creator of AI. One of the creators saying it is the end of humanity. So you know what? I don't know where we yeah. are. We're somewhere in the spectrum of it's going to end humanity.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I it's not know. there yet. <laughs> it's good. I, you know, I had a conversation with a friend the other day, and, and he was he was like, "No, we're fine. This is this is no way. It, it's it's just other people's ideas. It, it doesn't think like a brain. This and this and but my my thinking to myself." It will though. Yeah. Like I think AI is going, to, it's, we literally weren't talking about this five months ago. Literally. Literally. And, and now we're talking about it in a way that's disrupting our profession. Yeah. So a couple of years down the road. Yeah. It's Terminator 2. Yeah. I might just marry an AI.
0: You probably could right now.
1: I probably could right now.
0: Yeah. There are OnlyFans women or something. I don't know things about those things. Um wait, <laughs> who wait, who what? are <laughs> I said this to you, who are using AI to create a version of themselves that men can chat with.
1: Oh but it's oh, oh, an AI oh. version of them, right. not
0: them. So already you can have an AI girlfriend if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I was, tr- I was trying to pretend like I didn't know what you were talking about because I've been yeah, using it. Yeah, no, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> what's well, OnlyFans. <laughs>
1: Wait, what is this, OnlyFans you're talking about? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, all right. That's all. It's not there yet, but it's getting there.
0: Yeah. Okay, our next This Week in Writing is that a book called Burn It Down, I think, comes out today. We were recording mm. on a Tuesday. comes out yeah. today, June 6th. Um, written by Maureen Ryan, and I'm sure you've all seen the verse blow up with a uh, excerpt from her book about Lost.
1: My favorite it's called- show.
0: It's one of my favorite shows for sure. The Untold Story of the Hit Show's Poisonous Culture. And it says that it was a place of toxicity and failed leadership from the showrunners, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. And it walks through a lot of experiences that both actors and writers had on the show and acknowledges that there were a lot of people, a lot of people who had amazing experiences working on the show, but also a good number of people who had really, really, really terrible, like traumatic experiences on this show. Traumatic in the sense that now they are scared to find other work or like are really hesitant in in meetings to like, is this boss going to be uh, a toxic asshole and abusive? Um, So they they kind of have like their own version of writer PTSD from having worked on the show. And it was really interesting, I thought.
1: It almost paints Lost in a different light. It's not a great look. And I love... Again, love this show. Yeah, we've come a long way. I don't know. I don't know if there's still showrunners like this. Maybe. Do you think yes, there are? There
0: definitely are, and it's definitely phasing out. I, I think you, you know your people are being called out for this behavior more and more, and being forced to change. I think. But what was interesting to me is, I think I am a very nice person.
1: <laughs> you can oh, you correct do? me
0: if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: sweet. I think
0: I'm nice. <laughs> sweet for you, honey. <laughs> oh,
1: well, that's, that's, that's endearing. Okay. But what were you going to say?
0: <laughs> so, but what this article made me do is like, oh my God, have I ever said anything as a showrunner that could have been misconstrued or taken the wrong way? That's the same thing. That's redundant. Or like, have I allowed other writers in my room to make mm. other writers in my room uncomfortable? And like, I started to really reflect on my own showrunning and, leadership and being bot because the the thing that struck me the most in the article was damon lindelof's reaction to maureen ryan presenting him with this information basically because over the course of her writing this book she would call him several times and say hey look these are some like some i interviewed some writers these are words they use to describe you (laughs) and it was like abusive destructive toxic racist and he's like whoa and and the article was again These are, this is kind of what I narrowed in on the most was Dale Lindelof's reaction was like stunned silence and just kind of horrified that he came off that way because he didn't realize he was so like there was a hmm. whole di- like his his memory of the lost writers room was literally completely different than the writers under him and that was what I thought was really interesting <sighs> Because how do we know then?
1: Then how do you know? Yeah, but how would you ever know?
0: Unless people are calling you out on behavior that you're just so used to doing Mm -hmm. that you don't... Man, I don't know. Do I say anything offensive to you, Josh, in writer's group that you need to talk to me about?
1: (laughs) No, if there's anyone who says things offensive... (laughs) I think we know who it is between us. I think I might slip up here and there. Not offensive. I just will say things. No, but that, and
0: then I would call you out on yeah, it. Yeah, you
1: so. will, of course. Um, so we
0: we we check ourselves.
1: We check we check ourselves. I um no no yeah it, it's it's interesting because the way that they talked about Lindelof and Cuse was like they were they they were such big personalities like tyrants. You know, and to not recognize that is really crazy. But maybe it's because you're yeah. running this show and this massive ship. You're like steering the Titanic and so you don't see it. You're just kind of, you're in it. You're just joking with people and saying these things. But there was some pretty messed up stuff. There like, was some
0: messed was up like stuff in there.
1: Writing people out of the show. You would never do that. You, you, you would, that yeah. would never happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's definitely an ego ego there if you're writing people out of the show because of something they've said to you. But there's, mm. al- there's also like extreme cases of racism that were mentioned in the show Yeah, uh, in the writer's room that certainly I can't imagine ever being no. a part of.
1: That's insane. That, yeah, I can't even... I'm trying to figure out how you wouldn't recognize that. Yeah. But maybe they didn't recognize it. I don't know.
0: I mean, that shows you the difference between when that show came out... Versus now, like I do think there's, it's much harder to get away with saying those things because there are so many diverse people in the room now. Mm-hmm. And because I think the people who are not diverse who are coming in are also more in tune with what's going on and what's okay and what's not okay. There's just been such a, a history of that just being the way we talked about people. Um, yeah. Which just shows, thankfully, how how things have changed. But Here's- it is, Yeah.
1: Here's yeah. my question. When yeah. you're done with a room, would you ever consider doing like an anonymous, uh, not survey, but just uh, an anonymous thing where you ask all of the writers to reflect on their time in the room, what you could do better, what you did great, and you can look at all of these responses and, and move forward with it.
0: That's an amazing idea. I love, I personally love that idea. I love learning what they think I did poorly on it hurts and it mm-hmm. like makes me really anxious and nervous and embarrassed when they and they have told me by the way <laughs> so like oh I really have to, yeah i have talked to you cuz i've hired a couple friends or people who have become friends over the course of knowing them as writers and they've been very honest with me about how i run in particular this last room that i ran and they think i failed in certain ways Ooh. and so they told me that <laughs> and but they also were like but i know you did your best and and this and this is how we saw you trying to handle the problems that were in the room but it was never like things that i said or anything it was just sort of how like some of my my management skills i guess which was like really helpful to hear because you can grow from that so the, an anonymous survey is actually a really really great idea i wonder yeah. if they would be willing to do that or if they would be too afraid that I could tell who it is based <laughs> no, on for sure. their, the, like the tone of their voice. Um, sure. But no, that's a great... And you shouldn't be afraid. Of, I think you shouldn't be afraid of that. As a showrunner, that's something that Lindelof says in this article. was It was so new to me. Like I didn't know how to lead. And that he hopes he's a better leader mm. now. And maybe he is. I don't know. I, I don't know anyone who works with him currently, so I don't know. But yeah, that idea that you do grow as a leader. It is very hard to showrun. As you said, it's, it's, you're navigating the Titanic and things are falling apart in ways that the writers don't see and your stress level is so high that sometimes like decorum kind of falls to the wayside and things get missed, I guess, as a leader. So yeah, it's, I don't know. You can always improve as a leader. I think that's a really great idea.
1: I, the last thing I'll say about this is I think you and I've talked about this. I, I still feel like every room should have like one plant. And that person is just like the hype man for the showrunner. And so when all the writers are just kind of off by themselves, if it were me, I'd be like, man, Tosh is just crushing this episode. Like she's doing such a great job. And they just little can things. I,
0: can I have you in every writer's room then? Because I think I need that. My writers in this last room, every lunch, they'd all go out for a walk. Yeah. And they'd, like, invite me because, like, that's a nice thing to do. But I knew that, like, I don't think they wanted me on that walk because I know they're going to be talking about work and, like, how Tasha fucked up or (laughs) 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 that stupid thing that she did that made me so angry. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you need someone on that walk to be like, Tasha did great today, right, guys?
1: Or, like, someone (laughs) always to report back. Always.
0: Oh, man. A spy?
1: Of course. Mark my words, if I'm ever running anything, there's going to be a plant. 100%. Oh,
0: no. Oh, no, future writers in Josh's room.
1: (laughs) I'm the tyrant. See? What the hell?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're already starting.
1: Oh, oh, really? So I heard uh, a couple of you guys don't like my ideas. Oh, man. You guys could go. (laughs) Anyway. I will
0: say, though, at the beginning of my rooms, I always tell people here's the HR information. <laughs> Please. Jesus. Like if I'm the one who says anything, go to these person. If, if you know, if someone else says something, you can come to me or like, here's HR who's outside of me. If I'm the one, cause like, I don't know if I'm going to be a problem if, yeah. or if they'll say something and I want them to feel like they have an avenue and that is important. Yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. God. I'm so stressed out that I'm a terrible boss.
1: Hey guys. Uh, there's no HR on this uh, project and, uh, <laughs> There's probably a plant in this room, so...
0: If you have anything to say, talk to <laughs> Kevin.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Definitely just a writer, just like you guys.
1: <laughs> eh, that guy's in all of my Instagram posts, but yeah, he's, he's just a writer. He's <laughs> my buddy.
0: Oh, man. All right. Okay. That's the... Let's get into it.
1: This is my, where I, my expertise, short films... This
0: is, This is where Josh comes in. We found an article called Five Tips for Screenwriters, How to Write a Short Film, which I think made me think of Josh. And I was like, can we please talk about this? Because Josh is, again, the king of short films. And whenever I think of short films, I think of Josh. So uh, he's going to elucidate this process because I've only ever made one short film in college because I had to and I hated it. And you love it, right? Do you love it?
1: Here's, okay. Here's where I, what I'm going to say. Okay. I've made a lot of videos that I've posted online on YouTube. And I used to make all of these videos. And I'd always look at it as uh, like a proof of concept. I would, I've talked about this a million times. I would pitch videos. Sometimes I would actually make like concept-driven short films or short videos that I just had. And I was like, all right, maybe like sometimes I would have ideas. I was like, oh man, there's this family who, you know, does all these different conspiracy theories or whatever it may be. So I would make a short film about it or mm-hmm. I'd make a short video about it, whatever you want to call it. And I always looked at uh, making videos as just an outlet and something to kind of help me with writing. So that's, I think what you're referencing. I used to make a ton of these.
0: And also you had a whole travel show. That was like little vignettes, right?
1: Uh, I had like a travel series. Yeah, yeah. Those were those were like episodes. Those weren't like short films, <laughs> weren't they? <laughs> oh my I've god, I've never, I've never and, seen it. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, but then, yes, a few years ago, Kai and I, my friend Kai, the director and co-writer, we wrote this film called Robu, and it did the festival circuit, did its thing, and so um, Tasha came and watched the, the short. But that's like, that's like the, I think, like the professional version of a short film that I've done. Like that was like the one we we went to festivals with and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes me an expert, but- In
0: Tasha's dictionary, expert.
1: All right. I just want to clarify that in case anyone's like, I've made 15 short films. (laughs) What
0: the fuck does Josh know? (laughs) Um, Fair, fair.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: okay, thank you for editorializing before we jump in. I appreciate it. Okay, number one on this list of five tips for how to write a short film if you're a screenwriter is short films are the most important moments in a character's life. Do you agree with this?
1: I mean, I, w- th- w- there's, there's little moments you need to see of a character reacting, I think. My short film that I made with Kai was long. It was too long. I think it was about 17 or 18 minutes. Mm -hmm. We went into it knowing that we were making something really big. But I do feel like a lot of the great short films that we watched were shorter, four minutes, five minutes, six minutes, something like that. And it just kind of, it showed, yeah, probably the most important moments in a character's life. So, yeah, there's validity to that.
0: Yeah, I think there's something, like if you're going to do a short film, you're probably entering that character's life at a moment where something changes. And that's what you're doing your film about is this character change somehow. And that's essentially what your movie was, but it was more of a journey movie. So there was almost like a... Yeah, there was a bigger arc. And oftentimes, short films will just capture a moment in time. And that's it. And that's, I'm going to be totally honest, why I often don't like short films. Because I find them... To be like cliffhangers, basically. Yeah. And yeah. and I want a journey, and I'm usually not given it. But if you can succeed in entering a character's life at their most important turning point and also creating a real arc, rather than like cutting out on a hook or a big holy shit moment, I think that's a that's a real... That, that to me is when I really enjoy it. But that's just me. That's just my personal feeling.
1: Yeah, but I also feel like these are the most important moments in a character's life that's also for like features like you sure. don't want to you don't want to see a character like napping throughout the day you know so <laughs> yeah
0: so your short film should be at a at a turning point in your character's story uh number 2 is remember film is a visual medium
1: yeah it is I think this is
0: interesting. For whatever reason, this is what's in this article. For whatever reason, people think shorts don't need to be visually engaging. Ignore those people. Mm. I'm not sure I've ever heard someone say, "I don't." This short doesn't need to be visually engaging. It's just a short.
1: Well, maybe it's it's like a if you're making like a Tarantino, two characters talking in a room, which is a very common thing, by the way. Yeah. I've seen a lot of short films that are actually really, really engaging when it's just content. Uh, uh, the content of the the film is engaging, mm-hmm. and there's one that comes to mind, and I watched it when we were doing our short film stuff. It was about a um, like a suicide uh, operator who gets a phone call from someone, and the the camera just stays on this person for like six straight minutes dealing with someone on the other end of the phone call and it was so engaging and and it just hooked you in and and you you heard the voice but that was it you were just with this person in this call center and kind of that person was dealing with something they're talking this person off of a ledge and so but i will say it was a one shot and like it literally just was kind of like slowly zooming in on this person taking this phone call for like six minutes and because of that it made it really tense and you're just like oh my you're just just fidgeting the entire time like as it just keeps progressing so mm. yeah the visual aspect of it is a, is a big component as long as you know if it takes place in a room which a lot of short films do because people make short films because they don't have money yeah figure out a way to make it creative and and do something awesome with it
0: but on the flip side I've also seen short films try too hard to be to like fancy up the room yeah. that they're in in a in you know a two person conversation and that gets very distracting and can feel very amateurish. Yeah. So, I guess choose your visual theme carefully. And well, the same way you would in a movie, don't try to be too flashy because you need to be interesting because you're afraid that this two person conversation's not going to be interesting enough.
1: Yeah, it's tricky. Short films are really tricky.
0: They're real tricky. My one short film utterly sucks. It's so bad.
1: wait a minute. that's right. I just kind of let that go, but let's hear it. What was your short film?
0: I don't even remember the subject matter. It was just a dude sitting at a coffee table, sitting in a coffee shop, and <laughs> something happens to him, and I don't even remember what it was. It was that interesting that I don't even remember what I wrote when you make to this? him in college so two thousand
1: wow. <laughs> so, so there's a And you shot it? Yeah. So there is a Tasha short film that currently exists in the world that we're existing in right now. Yeah. How do we find it? That's
0: a really good question. I'm going to Google it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's online.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know where you can find it. Probably on one of my old computers somewhere.
1: I'm going to find it.
0: I'll try and find it. Uh, Number three. Show the beginning, middle, and ending of the story. This is what I'm talking about.
1: This is controversial right here. (laughs) I think it is. This is a controversial one.
0: (sighs) So, okay. So this says, a short film is not a tease for a larger story. Introduce characters with goals. Show them encountering obstacles in trying to overcome those obstacles. Show us how they or their world has changed. Set up and resolve dramatic questions.
1: I don't know. <laughs> even though
0: I just said how much I love stories that actually have a beginning, middle, and end, even in a short film, I kind of disagree with this. I actually very much disagree with this because many, many writers have gotten jobs, writers and directors have gotten jobs based on a teaser short film that they have shot. So yeah. practically, this number is wrong, career-wise. But in terms of like content-wise, like a really good story, story that you just want to tell objectively in a short film, I still agree that three axes is, is king or queen, mm-hmm. but can I still be really engaged and really impressed and really emotional over a short film that's just a tease? Absolutely. So yeah.
1: Yeah, this is tough this is tough. It's just it's oh God. I'm gonna bring up some I'm gonna say something that's gonna give us the chills. Execution dependent.
0: Oh, shit! It's, it's
1: execution <laughs> dependent. I agree, I, yeah, yeah. It, this, this is tough because, again, we've seen teasers that sell concepts of scripts and people get jobs based off of a teaser of a short film. You're like, oh, God, that's an awesome idea.
0: Yeah.
1: Is there a script? And then you're like, here's the script. And then, boom, you're, you have a job, you've sold something. But, yeah, this is, this, is, this is hard. Because it's also hard because I feel like every scene – has a beginning, middle, and end. Mm. So if you're looking at it from like a scene perspective, you're like, there's a beginning, middle, and end to what's happening in the flow of the scene. So in my mind, in a short film, there's a beginning, middle, and end.
0: Regardless.
1: No matter That's actually
0: what. a good point. I think that's right. So maybe that's the way to look at it, is even if it's just a moment, and you're ending at the end of act one of a story, or the end of the inciting incident of a story even, and like you can imagine that a whole movie takes place after your short film the scene with which you're portraying in which you're portraying your character should still have a beginning middle and end that exists on its own yeah. i think that's actually probably the point of this number
1: okay i like okay. that yeah i like, I like that,
0: too. that i'm back okay. i'm come come back around there we go number 4 concept driven more often than plot driven
1: interesting mm. And this says, we quickly understand concepts. That's the whole point. Concepts are general ideas. The virtues of a plot aren't always so readily apparent.
0: What do you think about this one? I agree. It mentions Whiplash. It says that the Whiplash short film took the idea of a musician being mentored by a stern taskmaster to an absolute extreme. The short emphasized the visual and oral advantages of this kind of drama. This kind of original concept in drama was ripe for development into a longer feature.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It so said there's always a caveat, and there's little reason for anyone to care about a concept unless there is a strong character perspective in the concept. And that's absolutely true. I've actually talked about this a lot with you guys, writers' group, because I feel like a reason why I'm not good at writing short films is because I'm not really a concept driven writer, I'm more of a character. Driven writer, typically my ideas come from this is a character story I want to explore and then the world and concept, quote unquote, takes place kind of after that fact. Whereas I think, I feel like Josh is really good at concepts and you you easily can like snap together like this meets this and this happens then this happens and you're like, oh shit, that's definitely a movie. (laughs) Whereas I'm not really that kind of person. So I feel that is why I'm not good at short films.
1: Mm. And that might be only why I make short films. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh man. All right.
0: Yeah, I don't guess I disagree with that. You don't disagree with that, right? Not to not to lead the witness. No,
1: I don't. I don't disagree with it. But so I've read a short story of yours that I also feel like could be a short film. Yeah, actually, it'd be a long short film, (gasps) I think. No, and I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. But I think there is a concept in your short story mm-hmm. that would click so quick. I could almost see your short story as a short film. And it's so easily Like, I would understand it so yeah. quickly. And there's a concept there.
0: Can I just write this as a short film? Can we just make this?
1: I would love that. We could definitely make it. Okay. Uh, we, yes. We can do it. We'll get some good actors.
0: Helen Mirren? <laughs>
1: She might be hard. She might,
0: <laughs> I she, need her! <laughs>
1: she, she, she might be unavailable, but if she's not, or if she is, then we'll find someone else. But it's like in Whiplash that we're talking about here. They had J.K. Simmons and some other guy. This poor guy. And then <laughs> they get the feature, and it's J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see you.
1: hmm Imagine that. Imagine your... Short story as a short film.
0: It's so much easier than writing this short story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. We'll, we'll talk about this offline. Yeah,
1: all right. <laughs> Maybe that's a conversation for when we're not recording a podcast.
0: You no, yeah. it just like completely shut down. Yeah, I saw. I
1: saw your brain just working. You're like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> all right. Last one, number five. Do it. There doesn't need to be a twist.
0: So this goes against everything I've ever been told about short films. And it makes me feel good because I think it's right. Unless you don't think it's right. And then we'll have to talk about it. Yeah. I've always been told since film school, your short has to have a twist. That's what short films are. They're, they're, the short is the twist is what I've always been told. And I don't think in twists. That's not, twists come be, uh, through the process of writing for me.
1: See, I, I kind of look at it as I wouldn't make a short film that my, my short films would lead to a next question. Like, what happens next? Hmm. What now? Yeah. There should be, in my opinion, closure, but also the opening of another door.
0: I love that's that. That's how
1: I look at short films. I don't think that's considered a twist. You know, like, oh my God, I've been asleep the entire time or whatever right. It's Like, this was all a dream. But that's, to me, what is interesting about short films, is it presents a concept and then it presents a larger world after the concept.
0: Yeah, like blows your mind and you just want to know more.
1: You know, this actually makes me realize, I've anytime I've ever made anything short, it's all be in service to a feature. So yeah. so that's where my brain goes. I'm not making something in a, like, a contain, like, oh, this would work as a short. I look at it as, okay, what's, like, the longer form version of this and how can we, we, we right. capture that? It's like
0: a proof of concept always. Always. Is that ultimately the goal of most screenwriters who do short films? I think so. I think, yes, and there is sort of that other block of people who do it as an exercise, I think to yeah. build their skills, which is super valid, to show maybe not necessarily this is the concept I want to turn into a feature, but this is my ability to direct. This is my ability to write mm-hmm. or you know, s- see this as just a proof of concept for me as a director because that's certainly a way, by the way, for writer directors or directors in general um, to be attached to... A movie or a show, if they've not directed something previously. Like, if you can't get a job directing a TV show or a movie, you're a first timer. Directing a killer short is the way for someone to be like, oh, they do have the talent and the skill. I will trust them with this $20 million movie.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I just realized selfishly, I've kind of been coming at it from my own perspective. And just as a screenwriter, (laughs) Uh, but I forgot about the people who direct, the people who want to just create, the people who are actors. I actually, I have a friend and she uh, just produced and made a amazing short film and she is an actress as well. And I think it was, it was basically her group of friends being like, we want to make something, let's make something. And it, it, it that's what the service of the short was for.
0: Yeah. I think that's often how it comes about is we're not given opportunities and so we create opportunities for ourselves. And actually that's a question I have for you. Like do you feel like as a screenwriter these short films have given you opportunities? Are you able to do you feel like you're able to create opportunities for yourself now that you've written a short and like that's an avenue now for you?
1: Uh yeah. I don't think it's a like a full-blown avenue where I wouldn't just make short films, mm-hmm. but I uh, not every time, but when I have made something, or when we wrote Robu, you know, there were opportunities after that, and there were things that came from it, so that it's definitely, it's a great, it's a great thing. I've already forgotten what your original question was, but... No, um, just
0: as as a screenwriter, do you feel like that's a good avenue as a screenwriter? I do. To, to it, focus on, because... We don't well, all, we're not always given opportunities, right? We have to fight so hard to even get in the door. And if you're able to write a short... My big thing about short films, and you had Kai as a director, producer, mm-hmm. who was able to like secure financing, I guess. I'm not sure... Who- I'm not sure like how it all panned out, like who, t- who took which role. But mm-hmm. for me, like the thing that always stops me is I'm a writer and that's sort of all my skill set. <laughs> yeah. And maybe I can direct in the future, but I feel like I need to shadow someone and sort of get a feel for directing before I'm able to move into that confidently. So like, I feel like, sure, I can write this short film. I can turn my short story into a short film, but then what do I do with it after that? Who, I, I feel like I have to have a bunch of director friends yeah. and I have to have enough liquid cash to put forward.
1: Yeah, that's tough. This is the hard part is like getting it going. And it I think it is just a little bit beyond writing. It's like producing and, and then there's a sense of, you know, there also is a sense of pride just being able to be like, oh, I can make something. We did it. I figured this out. We figured out how to get an actor and we had to change things on the fly. And then you see it and you're like, Oh yeah. Creating things is great. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a reminder when you're stuck behind your computer screen and then you see something you make, which is why I actually used to always make things was it was like a creative outlet for me. It was uh so yeah, it is it is hard to kind of get things together. You need you need the group of friends. Yeah, and thank God for Kai because he had a lot of resources. Kai's superpower is like making things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have that. network yeah as I cry over here it's nice it's nice for you
1: no 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 that's that's why I'm here to tell you we can make your your short film we can
0: I'm so excited okay all right so I guess that's it that's sort of of our our hot take on the five things to pay attention to when you're trying to come up with a concept for a short film thank you Sean Leonard from ScreenCraft for writing this little article on different tips to use uh those are very good for for writers i sort of feel like we need another episode now on how to actually get your short film made
1: yeah and i I do want to just say one more thing on this yes short films this is i think the case for all films indie films if people are making their own thing is have a plan in place of what you're going to do when you make a short film and like i know a lot of people make things they're like we're going to submit to festivals and we want to get into sundance or austin or south by southwest or whatever it is like these great festivals and sometimes that doesn't pan out and then you have to kind of figure out what the next step is but my advice to anyone who's making a short film is kind of be like why am i making this what's the plan and what's the plan after the plan? Mm-hmm. And uh, just think it through mm-hmm. is all. Or don't listen to that and just freaking make it. There's that.
0: TBD, man. I think, I think let's have a whole episode on how to produce and direct short films. Yeah. Because I've... I want to do one now. And I need to know how.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm battling my, my younger self versus my current self right now. <laughs> I used to make stuff. Like I'd be like I'm coming home. I'm like I'm just going to make something. Yeah. I'm just putting it online. I don't care. And, and now, now I'm g- like think it through. Mm. Think about what's going to happen.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That Jesus. is a battle. Oh man. And it's like which one's right? Both are right. Just fucking make something. But uh, you got to just something. you got to have a plan too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I'm just putting it online. I don't know.
0: Amazing. Okay. Yes. TBD. I'm really excited about this topic now and I want to know more. So I'm going to write myself an email and say, hey, <laughs> Tasha and Josh, I, I want to know more about this. Maybe All I'll right.
1: get "Kion," on and we'll talk about it. I
0: think that's great. I think that's a great idea. Okay. Okay. Quote of the day. Mm-hmm. If you put someone in a room with no script to direct, they're just going to sit there. Writing scripts is the execution for a show. Then the director takes that and hires people. It's like trying to build a house without any bricks. You need a great script. John Patrick Stanley. Nope, John Patrick Shanley. <laughs> 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 Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha3.0.
1: I'm Joshua Hallman on Twitter, Josh Hallman on Instagram.
0: And as always, the Act 2 Podcast is a production of Act 2, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist, music by 414 Bag, which you can find on Spotify.